0: Hello and welcome to Forget the Numbers, the SEMA Student Podcast. I'm Alan, and once again here remotely with Connor. This week in the show, we talk about how to take control of your career in lockdown. In our news story, we look at how the U.S.-China trade war takes its toll on global competitiveness. Before getting to this week's student question, so Connor, we're going to have a look at um, people's career because a lot of our students are actually working at the same time, or even planning to work, or maybe planning a career, and. Uh, I came across this really good article about um, taking control of your career in lockdown. And I think people think because it's a lockdown and you're working from home and you're not seeing people that you kind of, you lose a bit of control of your career. You're not in the office. And there's been lots of articles about people mightn't get promotions because you're working from home and you mightn't get pay rises from your, because you're working from home. And I think it's, it's certainly an area that people are concerned about.
1: Yeah. And I think um, if there's one thing, you know, this whole, pandemic has shown us as people where you may have felt comfortable before or secure you know there are those new added worries but people are also seeing the benefit of you know the more you can focus on your career on your skills and um, on the kind of changing landscape that a lot of businesses are facing the better prepared you're going to be for dealing with whatever comes so the,
0: it, they split it into three areas, and, and one of the ones, which is the first one, we've talked about an awful lot, and we keep talking about it, and I kind of want to keep talking about it, because it's really important, and it's all about expanding your skill set, and and I know they use that phrase, knowledge is power, which I think is from a movie as well, um, but like taking online courses, keep on building up your your knowledge, and even studying for your exams you're still building up that knowledge you're still learning about different things and and it's that case of when you're studying for your exams try not just to study for the stuff you think is coming up in the exam study a bit longer and and really understand it and and learn how to to use it in the workplace not just oh well I have to learn this for the for my exam and then sure it's useless, useless then and then I'll go to work and learn how to really work
1: yeah and i I think you know outside of that the the great benefit if you're looking to expand your skill set or do new courses is you know you can look at areas that interested you in you know what you might have studied before and look to expand on them um you know you can find areas of of interest and that will obviously make it a lot easier You, you can avoid maybe some of the um areas of courses that you weren't so interested in. But when you're doing this external, you know, upskilling, you really can find the things that work for you. And that they become really good things, you know, to show your own employer, future employers, about how this is an area of a course you study that you're interested in, and this is the additional things you've gone to give you more skills and knowledge over that area.
0: I do like the fact that they also highlighted the world of podcasts and not saying that people could listen to us to learn a lot, but they might learn something. Um, but I think the the other thing is it doesn't have to cost money and I mentioned in the article like just read some business websites or read a newspaper it's not about I think people think like skill sets are based on giving somebody a lot of money and going into a formal classroom or doing online courses it's just kind of keeping up sometimes it's just keeping up your general knowledge and if you find an area that interests you like the news stories that we do in this podcast if you're kind of interested in one it's just making a bit of effort to read it in more depth and understand it and understand the concepts behind it and that that's improving your skill set as well
1: yeah i think it is the modern way now that everything comes in these slightly more bite-sized formats but you know people previously if you thought about doing a course it you were thinking about doing, you know, a three-month course in classrooms every night after work, whereas it's completely changed. That landscape now, you can, as you said, listen to podcasts or a series of podcasts. You can just read articles. Even our own CPD courses that we have, you know, they are designed that you can do courses within a couple of hours and that you get the value of those. So, you know, you you really can fit it into your lifestyle and particularly at the moment, you um, now is a good time to look to do that when people are looking for all sorts of expansion of skill sets. I've seen people, you know, the amount of people exercising, people baking bread, doing all these things because they're in their house. So it's, it's really important to think of that. Look at what you could do at that time that might be of really good benefit to you.
0: And I know it's something we 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 have talked about ourselves and we, we talked about to other people um, is um, where your career is going to go. My Mine has a lot more years behind it than yours, but it really is. And I was amazed by the, by a stat to saying that over half or 58% of accountants say they anticipate moving jobs in the next 12 months, which, which kind of surprised me. And I don't know whether that's an age profile thing or, or what it is, but so like when you're look, when you're plotting your career roadmap, it is, it is important to kind of say, you can't just say in 10 years time, I'd like to be the head of this company and then kind of go. Well, that's all right. I'll just that'll happen now. I've said it out loud, and that'll just happen. You you kind of have to make it happen a little bit.
1: Yeah, and I, I think you know these days people's careers are a lot more dynamic. They do move between companies and sometimes back to companies. But people are you know proactive and they're looking to um, you know climb the ladder of the role they're in but that's not necessarily within a company anymore they're looking between companies it's a lot easier to to kind of move and find jobs these days because everything can be found online so it does open up that door and you you see that as you said that how many people are are considering that move in the next 12 months but it's all about you know as you said putting that path in place and, and thinking ahead of where would you like to be and and maybe what are the steps that you need to take to get there
0: yeah, I think it's a good point because people are moving through, uh, in companies, but you might be sitting in a certain industry and just don't like working in that industry. And so if you're going to plot your way out, it's an, it's a kind of added complication because not only do you looking to move jobs, but you're looking to move industries, which is sometimes easier than others. And, a, and it depends on, on your past experience, but it also depends on, on your plan and your kind of effort that it takes to move. So like, getting from a to b sounds easy but generally if you're going to make a big step in your careers from a to z and there's lots of points in between that you really have to work on and and find out where you fit in um and knowing that it's not going to all go well i think as as we know and it's like studying just because you put a plan in place doesn't mean that everything will go swimmingly along the way
1: yeah and sometimes it is that um You know, hindsight or experience shows a bit later, but you know it's it's taking that everything you're doing is a positive step, even if something doesn't necessarily work out. It's added experience, and that's why all these things in terms of adding to your skills and thinking about that. You know, that's all the benefit of it mightn't show straight away, but it could. You don't know when that benefit's going to serve you later. And we always talk about how, you know, for most people who've done their accounting exams a lot of the jobs they'll go for, that is kind of the minimum expectation. But what the interviewer, the company is looking for, all the ways that you've added to that or that you've expanded on that. And as you said, if you're going for jobs in a a certain industry, what have you done to better prepare yourself for working in that industry? And that's where you can really make yourself a kind of superior candidate to other people going for that job.
0: And never to be too shy and sticking in a sporting metaphor into um, this podcast so, so if you if you listen to kind of um, athletes who are targeting Olympic Games um, they they would say, start at the beginning of that four year cycle and kind of say, well where would, do I see myself in six months time, twelve months time, two years time with the aim of whatever their target is in in that in the Olympics in their aim to achieve that and kind of a lot of people look at that and they go they kind of chuckle a little bit and they don't think much of it but actually, it makes real logic. It's kind of, well, where will I be in the next six months? Where will I be in the next 12 months? And if if, you, if you're if you happy in the company you're in, don't be afraid to sit down with your manager or somebody in the company and say, look, these are my expectations. How how can I get there? How can you help me get there? And if they are external to the company, you do have to kind of work a bit harder at that. But like, it doesn't happen. And setting, it's great to say in 10 years' time, I want to be... CFO of Airbnb or I want to be the CEO of something or I want to be my boss's 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 job whatever it might be but I think they—they that's a long-term aspiration but you do need shorter shorter goals that you can kind of achieve and, and can motivate you in the short term.
1: Yeah and it's the same as we all talk about with people preparing for the exams you know it can be overwhelming when you look at what that end goal is and how much there seems to be in between where you are now and getting to that but it's all about breaking it down into those kind of manageable shorter term goals setting milestones and as you start ticking those off you start getting closer and closer to that end position that you want to be but as you said you you first need to kind of build that path in your head of where that might be and then think of all those steps and ways that you can work towards achieving that in the the in-between phase so if you're
0: studying at the moment your your studies are part of these goals so you need to say okay in six months' time where do I want to be and studying is a big part of the career so maybe you should be looking at it in six months time and thinking I want to be finished certain levels of my exams I want to make so much progress maybe I want to be completely finished my exams and then you can go to to your boss or to your manager and say well in six months' time if I've finished my exams what are my what are my options? Where can I go? How can I progress? And look outside. But I think really putting that plan in place would really help and it'll help target your studies and it'll help target uh, professionally. And I think if you do that, you'll get some really clear direction about how your career might work out. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for extra content, important news, live streams, study tips, and much more. So, Connor, um, this week's story—I um, actually found it, and, and I was reading it. And I actually enjoyed reading it because it's—it's it's this whole. There used to be price wars, and, and, and you look at game theory, and you kind of when two big kind of giants come together, and when they're when they're fighting, it's either one quickly wins, or they just nip at each other all the time, and. Without noticing, it seems that the U.S. and China have kind of uh, taking bites out of each other, and other countries are kind of going, "Oh, this is an opportunity," and they're kind of jumping ahead of them. And I'm not kind of sad about it, really.
1: Yeah, they're just wearing each other down. It's, it's like you know, to go back to those sports metaphors. It's like you're waiting to play uh, the winner of two teams, and it's a bruiling match, and it goes to extra time, and they they are just exerting all their energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and you're you're just sitting back, (laughs) rubbing your hands. (laughs) Yeah.
0: No, it is. It's great, and 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 I think it's it's. It's good to see because I think you look at the U.S. and China, and and yes, this is a we're, we're slightly laughing at this, although it's true. But they are still the biggest powers, and there's no doubt about that. But it's interesting how um, when they're looking, and this is this is recent enough, so it's taking into account of how the pandemic has looked around, and and smaller co- economies such as Singapore, Denmark, and Switzerland are now topping the list on the world competitiveness ratings, which is really which is really interesting because they, the, this is all about competition they're fighting about, but it really just seems to be diminishing their their power to compete globally.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting. I'd seen other articles this week of kind of um, high up Chinese officials and people in government that are, are now saying that they think the best thing that could happen is a Trump re-election in November because they think that the damage that he's doing to the US, um, it's actually serving of more benefit to them than the restrictions and these these kind of trade wars that have come within his presidency. So it's it's really interesting to to see what before seemed like a very negative thing for them. And this has been a tumultuous ride of it seems like things are being resolved and then it seems to get way worse. And now it's you know it, it continues in that trajectory. But it is interesting that how they look at each other they you know they are looking at well there, there there might be more detrimental effects to the u.s and that might serve us better in the long term
0: yeah and it, and it really is and when you look at the rest of the top five you have the netherlands in there and you have hong Kong in there and and it really did, i kind of look at those top five countries and i kind of go they're all kind of i don't want to say calm countries but they don't have major issues from and um, an economic perspective, even from a social perspective, you can kind of they're on an even keel. I think with China and the U.S., when you're looking at dealing with them now, you're kind of thinking, like, what's going to happen next? What are they going to, what are they going to do themselves, and what are they going to say to each other? And, and I think um, people want more certainty now more than ever. And I think if 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 that trade war continues, it reduces the amount of certainty. And I think yeah. other countries will definitely benefit from that.
1: And I think, you know, what a lot of people are seeing is, is one of the things that is quite certain is because they are such big um, countries and they have this ego attached to them that they won't back down. And it it doesn't, you know, when you see them at this kind of loggerhead, it, it doesn't seem like something that either is going to back away from to find a resolve until what might happen is where they reach a point where they realize how much it's having an effect on both of their competitiveness as they slip down these rankings. I thought the other one um, just within that article that's interesting is that the UK you know, is, is climbing up spots um, even ahead of, I think, where, where China had been. So kind of showing that maybe a, the, the perception there is, is slightly changing too. Try us for free
0: by registering for a basic plan on LearnSignal.com to get everything you need to pass your exams.
1: So Alan, our question this week is from a student who's asking, should I go back to exam centres to take my exams?
0: Yeah, it's an interesting one because SEMA yesterday, I think most students will have received it at this stage, and if not, check your email, um, about how, noting how exam centres are opening, um, again, in certain areas and regions, and again, it could depend on where you are, and also at the same time saying that you could still do it from home. And and to be honest, it really comes down to personal preference. I think there might have been a number of students who did their first ever SEMA exam kind of with the remote proctoring. I think like everything else, if you had a good experience, you'll be more open to doing it again. If you had a bad experience, you'd say, oh, it's not for me. And I think it's as simple as that. I, I think also that some people are more comfortable in the the rigidness of an exam centre, if you want to call it that, in the fact that they, they go to somewhere different than they sit down and they, they can get more focused. And not everybody has a quiet room to go ahead and do an exam or a quiet house or lives in a quiet neighbourhood or whatever it might be. You could be in a house with a big construction site right across the road that might not be practical. So I don't think really, I think when you get into the exam, there shouldn't be that much different. It all comes down to what you're most comfortable with. And I think in any exam, we would always say that however if you can make yourself the most comfortable you're going to be more relaxed and you're going to have more knowledge effectively coming out and helping you in the exam so I don't think you should feel pressure doing one way or the other I think you should stick to what you're comfortable with and and kind of stick with that throughout your journey okay so we're going to leave it there for this week Um, again if you have any ideas or any topics you'd like us to discuss in the future do let us know have a great week and we'll talk to you again soon